you have your good days and then tis not have good days. The weather's beautiful outside, but uh, doing all this stuff and putting my body past the point of return of things that pass the point of capability, but pushing yourself anyway, eventually, just ran to spiderweb walking snore. Eventually, you know, you're gonna, it's gonna backfire on you. It backfired. I had a tremendous amount of pain last night from that damn tumor. And I knew I had revisit with one of my hospital specialists this morning. I had a vet appointment. I was so exhausted. I was like, I can't keep it vet appointment. So luckily they were able to reschedule me for early next week. I was like, okay, good. Later in the afternoon, all right. I just can't do it. There's no way I physically could have done it. I was exhausted. I got go-to medicine with pain. It's really bad, but we're realizing now we have to double it up. Um, scans showed a variant tumor still there, but it's getting pretty nasty. And then I have this uh, bone growth that grew out. Well, let's just say it's on my collar, on my shoulder, collarbone, on the right side. So starting to now have pain go up my head on that side. So we rescanning that, and this thing is like almost double the size it was last year. So the question was, is do we go in and try to see if this is a secondary of ovarian tumor? What kind of, you know, if this is, you know, things, cells go outside site and you can get tumors elsewhere. Can we, there's no points they said to even try. Um, the last specialist that noticed this, that flagged it last year and scanned it. They did not feel comfortable, as they said, just gonna let it go. Um, the reason being is I've already maxed out oncology treatments anyway. So what would it do any point? Sometimes it's better to let things go, but it's starting to really bother me. But as they said, you're doing a lot of physical stuff too, that you're pushing your body point of return. Um, person that's supposed to be helping you, they just vacated, they didn't want responsibility and they stopped doing responsibility. And uh, you can't change that, which is true, but hopefully, as I said, once fall is officially here in winter and everything goes dormant, you won't have so much work to do, especially exterior. But they agreed, no more push mower. Um, could not get the new mower to work. And my dad comes over and he's like, oh, I fired right up and stuff. I'll say, yeah, I bet it did. I go out there on the phone, doesn't fire up. The blade's not spinning. Get Rob on the phone. We do video, contact him, figure this out, doesn't spin. Now he runs tractors and stuff and he plows fields, contracts. So he doesn't really work with small mowers, especially power mower, battery motor, mowers, excuse me. But as he said, something's not right with this, but do we want to continue spending hours? And do you want to waste time when you've got the leaf season coming in and you're going to need a mower that's manageable that will mulch leaves. So I changed it out with the cobalt. A friend of mine's coming out tomorrow, we're gonna change it out. And for those going, God, get rid of the damn mower. <laughs> we're getting rid of the damn mower. Uh, did my dad get the blade to spend? I don't know. I don't know. I just think he had some Irish luck or something. I don't know if, if it was spinning, I don't know. But it's, it doesn't matter, like he said, the point if it was spinning or not, who cares? The point is that the mower just needs to go, which I agree, I couldn't agree more, get rid of it. Let's get a mower where we can rely on it. You don't have time to be wasting anymore, and I don't. We just do a fair change out. You call the retailer, we're gonna do a fair change out. Just bring the box up, then you scan it, and do a fair trade out. 
Got to get the mower an hour because they're getting rid of the mowers after this weekend. You know, Christmas stuff's going up and it's off season, so they sent them back to the warehouse. They're just going to send it back, manufacture, damage the thing out. No loss on their part. So then I have my sick listen. I need new washers changed out. For now, I saying a couple of them saying washers need to replace the hose. The hose has been leaking. Eric never fixed it. Same side of or yeah, foundation crack. So you can't run the water. Have the water on. So it comes out. Talks to my dad. He's like, ah, that's an old junky hose and yada yada yada. The hose is just a year old. It's one of those ones that are deflated. I can't think of the name of it, but they're not like a normal garden hose, but they fill when the water. Like 50 bucks for that hose. You know, not cheap, but it's a year old, but wasn't maintaining stuff. Uh, things don't last. But I told my dad, he should have just went up and, why didn't he just go up and buy me a hose? If it wasn't a good hose and it's junky, or you think it's old, you just go up Lowe's and surprise me. Yeah. Get a new hose. Buy it. Surprise me. Send me a text message after you leave and say, hey, listen, I got a new hose. I bought. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. It would have been nice surprise, but he didn't do it. So, that's all Rob. We get Lowe's or whatever. Get a hose. We'll have to, uh, told me to take the old tarp to air out the side of that house. And I got a new tarp. I'm going to put that tarp down and stuff. I'll run out tomorrow. But uh, this is the thing. Man, it's how you're raised. Fathers of the world, please raise your sons. Please raise your sons. You know, to grow up to be fine men. Teach them the basics in life. Have them there do repairs. When you're constantly paying somebody to do all the work in your house, you teach your sons nothing. Nothing at all. Then they grow up to not understand, don't know how to do things, and not maintain their home. Period. Now, I shouldn't have, have as, a, as a woman, have to take over all this stuff, but I am. And I can't cry over spilled milk, that's what I'm doing, but I'm exhausted. Uh, Varian tumor was pissed. And uh, luckily, as I told my hospital specialist, I don't have that much stuff left to do outside. I got another letter from the state of Indiana. Um, they deemed things the way they saw it. Um, and it's permanently etched in writing. It's not my decision how they saw things. Um, uh, it is what it is. I requested things from Eric State's requesting and he did not give it to me. I didn't have to ask five, six, seven times I did. Um, so at this point, me and Eric no longer talk. Um, these are things I'm requesting as responsibilities and you have to tend to things, but if you don't want to give me what I need and I'm asking this and the state's coming from it, you know it, and you're not giving it to me, then we don't need to talk. So uh, we're no longer talking. So the divorce is going to be between six to $8,000. Um, so he doesn't have the money. Um, I'm not paying for everything and I'm not going to. So, um, you know, it's just the last part of the divorce needs to be handled by attorney and disability attorney because disability is involved. It's just to finalize for a judge to write it off and that's it. But we're not going to be there until six to eight thousand dollars is available. Period. So I'm not paying for all of it. 
without talking. So after this podcast, there's really nothing to talk about. And it really isn't because we're not talking. Um, I would love to say this is my fault on this divorce, but it's not. I gave too much of myself. I lost myself. And uh, I learned grave lessons in life and apply it to, you know, my future and whatever that may hold in a relation, companionship, whatever. I learned a lot. But uh, if my dad's listening, you could at least went to Lowe's or somewhere and got me a garden hose. Could have surprised me, but, you know, uh, the hose wasn't that old. It's not about how old, as Rob says, it's not about how old this stuff is, whether it's a mower or a hose, whatever. It's the responsibility of the man of the house to take care of this stuff and maintain it. And that's how you're raised. If you're raised not to maintain stuff and you have somebody constantly coming out and you're paying to do stuff, well, how do you expect your young men or boys of life to learn anything? They're never going to make good companions or spouses, boyfriends, girlfriends. They're not going to. And that's just life. But uh, it is what it is. So... I don't know. I'll just be glad because they're tomorrow we're gonna haul that mower out. Uh, it's not worth the blade work. Not worth blade work. Not worth blade work. Not working. I'm over it. The pain got me good last night. It was horrible. But at least I know now, and it's better to know not to know. Is why is this pain going from down my arm to up the side of my head, and I'm waking up not being able to feel my hand where the bone growth is on top of my shoulder. Uh, it's because it's gotten bigger. So it's pushing on the nerve in that. And that supplies blood flow, obviously. Parts of the nerves to your hands. So you end up, as they said, the hospital doctor, you end up like a, like a paralysis or however you say it, where, you know, you can't feel. So you wake up with your hand, having to wake your hand up for five minutes to get blood flow going. But nobody's going to go in. We're not going to test this thing. We're not going to try to case this thing, cut it out. We won't have any type of treatments or oncology treatments, anything left. So we have to let it go, but we have to manage the pain. So unfortunately, we're talking some pretty strong stuff at night. I'm going to start taking that I need to take so I can sleep. And most importantly, the pain. During the day, we rely on prednisone and things and other things I take for, you know, keeping my immune system, autoimmune, and Addison's and everything balanced. Um, which hopefully, as they said, you know, and then we'll take some higher doses of Tylenol prescription stuff during the day, which I started today. Um, I have a little bit of pain, more of the ovarian tumor pain. And then hope that stays to where I can function during the day and I continue doing so. But I've realized too, I talked to a friend, I'm not gonna say who, um, for reasons B, but I told him I would have to make changes advice by not just doctors but you know attorney too and therapist i have to make changes within my will dual power attorney and all that or have my therapist down but i need to add a friend um so i mean that paperwork i have to get a ton of paper for state and they got like i said they got me again today on the letter got in the mail i have to get all that stuff together um and get that they were going to have to go to a state office, but I'm like, there's no way I'm going to drive to Indianapolis. Um, that's the closest for me. I told him now with the pain, there's no way. So after I had, you know, had consulted and talked with my hospital specialist, I called them 
the tow not positioned to drive. Um, that pain's wicked, and where the varying tumor's at is where your main nerve around your waist wraps. So driving that far would be a hell no. Um, a friend of mine suggested they could drive, take the truck in that, and I'm like, still there's no, um, no. So I'm lucky to get stamps when I was started walking. Some stamps. They're gonna let me just go ahead and get all the paper printed tonight. They said if you can get this stuff in the mail, take it to the post office tomorrow, and that way we have it by next week. I would rather you physically walk it in because there's a lot to deal with um, with paperwork and things that requested than somebody else is refusing to give. But at this point, we're just going to send in what we have. And I said, I think that's fair and mailing it in. And I got it. That was a huge weight off my shoulders. I don't have to drive that. So you get that mailed in and that'll be done. But I'll be glad once everything goes dormant. That's for sure. And I uh, won't have to worry about exterior of the house. And just pray to God. I have the furnace guy come out next week. Eric is fully aware there's a water leak somewhere. Um, the same furnace guy has come out before last two times. Come out again next week. And then we have more time to take probably the furnace apart. He's thinking there's a connecting piece with one of the new PVC pipes that probably wasn't um, connected properly. And there's water leaking somewhere um, with one of the lines. But when, even when you turn the main water line off, it's still leaking, so um, it just requires, as he said, I have to come back on the day where we take this thing apart. So I'm expecting this about, I'm going $1,100, I'm going high end, but if the furnace has to be replaced because of water damage, it's, the warranty was up last year, and or uh, yeah, late, late last year, and Eric knew that, but um, I'm not going with electrical appliances to heat a house. It ended up doing that. Just because it was late in the year, um, I knew the water leak was going on, so we didn't have to use a furnace and just AC. It's not doing it with AC, but I'm not in a position physically when going all winter, especially it's predicted without heat. That's ridiculous. But uh, to leave such a mess, I deserve an apology from Eric. A big apology. Huge. Um, a man will apologize. I'm not getting anything. And uh, that's the first thing. So, like I said, we're not going to be talking anymore. There's no longer talking. It's done. Um, but uh, I'm expecting maybe the furnace is going to have to be replaced. The warranty expired. I talked to York, and unfortunately, the warranty's expired. They were hoping I got this stuff done within October last year. You know? I couldn't do it all. You know? God knows that. But uh, I'm expecting about two grand the furnace. This is the part of where get the house sold as realtor says if decline get the house sold now you're putting all this blood sweat and tears and money again you know do people understand how much money you put in this thing i'm gonna put a screenshot of the receipts because i forgot to do it last time with this podcast thousands of dollars in this house ironically i'm dropping off recycle and guess who's literally dropping off recycle at the same time i'm on the phone with my dad talking about this house it needs to be for sale is the realtor firm one of the representatives that <laughs> part of the house has sold me this house with all these damn problems I flipped a house. They're probably getting listening because they were quiet. Probably listening like, oh, she going to sell that house? Let me bring you over some pie, woman. Do you want some gift certificates? you want to fly to Bermuda? Where do you want to go? Hawaii? Uh, Dolce? De leche? Con leche? Cafe con leche. Do you want to go there? Because I got that too. Where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? Because I want to sell your house. <laughs> I didn't tell my dad on the phone that, but I'm thinking, oh, man. 
Oh, man. Is it not a coincidence in life? They knew how they sold the house and not told me things. <laughs> they know I figured it out. I'm too damn smart for them. Good. I can just imagine them going home and going, oh, man. The husband's not there anymore. All hell hit the fan. He had to leave. You know, she's not putting up with it anymore. And now she's trying to get this house sold. <laughs> oh, man. She's not gonna be calling my she's not gonna be calling my realty firm to sell it by any means. You waive you waive the realty fee and take it down two percent, I'll let you sell it again. You sell it and hide everything. We're not gonna tell anybody anything. But I got the receipts, so I'm a I would never make it as a realtor. I'm not saying all realtors do this, but ninety percent of realtors are good liars. I wouldn't make it as a realtor because I'm too honest and I'm an empath and I would feel horrible if I was hiding things about a house just to get it sold. I would not be able to sleep at night. Um, that makes a good realtor is the capability to lie with a smile on your face. And I can't do that. So the realtor I worked with, Sipsy Klein, laughs, laughs at that because he's like, I'm not that realtor. And I'm probably a rare one, but I'm just going to tell you how it is. And sometimes I'm going to get into personal matters, aren't my personal matters, but it's for your benefit, you know, after this month we're done, you know. I'll use them again when the time comes, but I'm reestablishing my credit from a mess from Eric's crashes. I still have not got the report from Nexus Lexus. They told me there's some report. They're going to fix everything. Yep. Didn't get it. And today's Friday. So I'm going to have to get on them again. If not, attorney has to send a letter. Listen, we're requiring this. We're not going to file a motion. We have to, you know, light some fire. Is what it is. Because I got to get the process of the credit score reestablished and all that. It affects everything. Stays on your record five to seven years. That's the truth. Um, I don't have five to seven years. You know, I want to be able to live to realize a home finally in my name. And I want to be able to do that while I'm still alive. You know, my dad doesn't want anything in his name. He wants to leave Earth with nothing in his name and have a bigger coffin than Queen Elizabeth and put all that money and pray to God there's a casino in heaven. <laughs> That's his prerogative. You know, yeah, arguing over that. He has a right, whatever he feels, whatever, you know. So, you know, I have to work on getting everything reestablished on my own and, and doing everything on my own. And I'll tell you what, for being a hell of the strongest woman, the strongest person I know, it's only going to make me and gain me that much strength, more strength when I get through this. I got a lot of hurdles, and I hope, I, know, I don't hope, I know I'm inspiring the hell out of people, especially you women, but even men. You know, no matter what you're going through, cancer, disability, whatever you got, you know, um, sometimes you got to dig deep within the soul that you think it's not there and God will let you see it and he'll give it to you the strength that you need, you know, to keep going. It's tough, but uh, emotionally I'm strong as hell. I credit good therapy with that. Most people in my situation would collapse and that's the truth, but uh, I'm like, I'm like that show. Bring it, bring it. You know, I was born as a fighter. You know, I'm a warrior through and through. But I'm going to get home. I'm going to have to cut these uh, beautiful wildflowers in the front they all took. And uh, trim those back. They're done. And then I got to get all this paperwork. Oh, my God, so much paperwork. And I'm hoping I, I put a new ink cartridge in, so I'm hoping I'll have enough ink to get me through all printing all this stuff. But I have a feeling I'm going to end up going to Walmart and get me another pink or ink cartridge. But I don't know the number while I'm out what it is but they're open later so and uh then get all this stuff printed out and sent off and just remind myself i gotta go get stamps but uh 
it's a day, you know? You're gonna have your good days and bad days. The pain got me good today. The pain got me good. It got me good. And uh, I gotta get sleep. So, um, change things up. Let's get the Tylenol. The prescription Tylenol already took it. Let's have to do it once or twice a day. It's, it's not good for your liver and stuff, but I don't have a choice. I'm not gonna be no damn pain. And then at night, you know, gotta take the strong stuff, gotta take it to sleep. It is what it is, you know? Um, and then pray to God, as, as the hospital specialist said, pray to God, the ground goes dormant now, we don't get any more rain, and you don't have to worry about the outside, you know, and you can focus on some rest, and most importantly, you, for the rest of this year. And I could not, sir, I could not agree with you more.